a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. To this week on the Pete the Planner Show, we talked to a younger fella. He's got his financial life looking pretty great. Nicole and I were looking at the numbers before the show. And we're like, wow, look at this fella. He wants to retire early. He's a teacher, lives in New York. He joins us now. Hello, Jerry. How you doing? Good. That was good. Like, you know, how I was like, hey, it's your turn to talk. And then you chimed right in. So the show's going well. Uh, Jerry, uh, you're 29 years old. Uh, this is not new information to you, but you're 29 years old. And from what I understand, you'd like to shut it down sooner rather than later. Is that true? Well, uh, I, 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 yes, for, for uh, lack of a better way to say it, sure. Well, I, I often go with the worst way to say it, so I'm not offended by that. Uh, so you, you just want to make sure that you can retire early. You don't have to wait until you're in your 60s. Is that fair? Exactly. All right, so you're a teacher, uh, and you live in New York. Are you covered by any sort of uh, pension system there in New York? Yeah, I am. Um, New York City, uh, well, I guess I gave away the uh, exact location. Well, it right. narrows it down to the 10 people who live there. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, um, we have as as teachers there. We got a we have a decent pension system. Unfortunately, I'm in the worst tier of that pension system, but a pension nonetheless. So, and what why um, do you, why are you in the worst tier based on when you were hired? Yeah, I was I was hired about uh, six months too late ah. um, to be in a tier where I don't have to pay into the pension. Well, the, the tier that I'm in now, I have to pay into the pension for my entire career, and the people who were hired six months before me only have to pay in for about 10 years. Now, do you, um, you, know, you mentioned when you sent us your information that you were contributing. Nicole, can you pull up the numbers, please? Uh, you're contributing uh, $1,650 per month to the long term. Does that include that pension contribution or not? No, it doesn't. Okay, so that's uh, that's my four, yeah, that's my four hundred three. So you're at one hundred forty thousand dollar income. So for those wondering what a teacher makes in New York City, now you know one hundred forty thousand. Your net monthly income is forty eight hundred bucks because you're putting so much. Where is all your money going? Where your net income is forty eight hundred dollars a month on one hundred forty thousand dollars salary. What are you deferring all this money into? Oh well, I maybe I filled out all the information wrong, but that's actually me and my fiance together. Ah, okay. So the one forty is you together. Exactly. Yeah, because my fiance is also a, a teacher in New York City. Okay, and so you guys what each make about seventy then? Yeah, that's about right. I mean, I make a little more than her, um, but it's you know negligible. And then is she putting? Is she part of that sixteen fifty that's going towards your investments? Yes, but I'm putting a lot more away than she is. Okay. Uh, she has student loans that she's paying back right now, so a lot of her extra cash is going towards that. Nicole, let's take a look at those numbers uh, again there, please. Uh, all right, you got $40,000 in savings. You know, you, you, you've got $65,000 already set aside for the long term. Now, at your, your current pace, we went ahead and fi figured out your million-dollar day. If your exact current pace, you would be a millionaire on... Uh, 
August 9th of 2035, August 9th of 2035, at age 67, you'd have $6.2 million if you worked and contributed until age 67 with a net monthly income. Oh, gosh. I know, that's a lot. $14,500 uh, monthly income. But after inflation, it would feel right. like 5600 bucks. I guess where I'd like to go with this is let's pick a different age. Let, let's... Let's not go to 67. Let, let's see what retirement looks like for you at 55. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I would love that. All right, so let's 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 refigure this here. So, um, so here are the new numbers. You would have 2.2 million at age 55 at your exact current pace. You'd have net monthly income okay. of 5,200 a month. However, it would feel like 2,700 dollars a month in today's dollars. Okay. Which isn't bad, especially when you consider that you're going to have a pension on top of that, right? Absolutely. And the pension is uh, the pension's pretty good. Two pensions on top of that. Is your is your lady friend uh, is a similar age to you? Yes, she well, she's two years younger than me. Okay. Um, and you know, I think we both have a similar idea because right now with our pension, uh, to get full pension, we have to not you know, officially retire until we're 62. Oh. Um, but if we, you know, just stop working early and manage to bridge the gap between whenever we stop working until 62, we can get that full pension, which is 65% of our final salary. What are you spending on housing? And, and by the way, you don't live in Manhattan, I would assume. Um, no, God, impossible. You live in, uh, in the Bronx, Brooklyn, where are you living? Okay, you live in Queens, and what do you pay a month in Queens? We pay sixteen hundred a month. Well, that's not bad. No, we uh, we we lucked out. We found a nice little Craigslist apartment that we've been at for four years. Well, that's incredible. Okay, so y you guys live pretty lean. Do you have other than your fiance's student loans? Do you have any other big expenses? Um. Not really. I mean, I have a I have a car because I actually uh, I work out on Long Island. She takes the train every day, so all she's got is her monthly uh, metro card. Um, so other than that, not too many big expenses. Other than you know living in New York City and having our friends around and always wanting to go out to dinner and go out for drinks and you know. But other than that, our uh, our expenses are pretty low. You know, uh, having friends that want to eat and drink is not only exclusive to New York City. Just FYI, <laughs> I have, uh, well, I don't have friends, but Nicole, my producer, she has friends that like to eat and drink. Um, so, so if we look at, like, obviously we're oversimplifying your financial life. Basically what we've said so far is keep working, keep saving at the pace you do, and you'll eventually be able to retire do you uh, thing, things happen in between now and then uh, if a family becomes part of this uh, if you have other financial goals what could go right or what could go wrong or what other things do we need to focus on between now and the time you're 62 well there's two things uh, we definitely want kids okay. I think that's a few years off but we both uh, we both want that and uh, we want a house um and unfortunately, the housing market around here is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, for you to—I I don't pretend to be a real estate expert, not only where I live, but in, in New York. But 
to, to be into a house, you're paying $1,600 a month in rent. I mean, you're talking about at least doubling that, at least, to even be able to sniff home ownership, right? Yeah. So what do you think the plan... That's why the, yeah. the, sorry, the, the, the ownership idea seems seems tough to uh, to grasp with because, you know, I've looked at those numbers and, and, and seeing that number double, double is really uh, worrisome. Well, I guess the other thing is, though, clearly you've had a pretty good run with low rent, but that's not to say that that will continue or could continue. Um, so you, you're still going to run up against some sort of real estate expense issue one way or another, right? Sorry, say it again? I, I think you're going to run into expensive real estate one way or the other eventually, whether you're renting yeah. or owning. Yeah. Um how about the wedding itself? I know you. When are you getting married, and are you paying for that? Is someone else paying for that? We're getting married in August, and uh, my fiance is incredible, and you know she wants uh, a cheap wedding just like I do. Unfortunately, my family is gigantic, and it's kind of a non-negotiable that everybody and their brother and mother get invited. Sure. Well, that's uh, how those things are. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think we're going to be able to do it for less than 30 grand. My parents are going to help out a little bit. Um, unfortunately, I don't totally know what a little bit is. They're also, you know, they're just retiring and kind of figuring out their own financial life and figuring how much they can help. And then uh, how do you plan on coming up with 30000 Is that part of the, the savings that's set aside? Is that going to primarily fund the wedding? Uh, yeah, depending on how much... Uh, my parents can contribute i'll cover the rest with the savings that's so i'm sure you've looked in the mirror and said hey i'm gonna get married and then throw a big party on a day and it's gonna cost yeah. thirty thousand dollars that's not fun it's reality but well i mean it's your reality uh but but it's, you know what do you what are you gonna do if you've got a giant family there's not a whole lot you can do right yeah i'm, I'm I'm hoping we have a uh, on our on our website. We have a house fund, <laughs> and we're hoping that you know the family will contribute to that house fund. So, do you think realistically you will work until fifty-five, retire, do something different, fund retirement uh, with your assets, and then take full pension at sixty-two? I mean, that is the operative strategy, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. That's and you know me and my fiance are both music teachers, so teaching. Teaching music lessons on the side is definitely a good way to go. It's not necessarily something that you, uh, you know, end up, well, we don't need to talk about that yeah. on, on air. Well, I, I, uh, I was a last chair percussionist in middle school band. Last yeah, last chair. Um, and I was always given the triangle to play. I always would hit it at the last note of whatever song at the concert. Uh, needless to say, I sucked. I sucked, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. We all have different skill sets. I, I have yet to discover mine. Um, so, what else financially? So, housing, housing's possible, but it's going to take what a five, six, seven-year effort to potentially save for that down payment, and hopefully, in that time, the the housing market resets, which it potentially could do. But does it ever really reset in New York? Yeah, that's what. That's what the worry is. I know right now it's at a, an all-time high, and I'm hoping it'll kind of go down a little bit before we buy a place. But, you know, how much does it go down, like you were saying? Would you go uh, – you said you teach in Staten Island? Uh, Long Island. Long Island. So would you um, 
potentially move that way or would you want to stay in Queens? Um, I think we're, we're, we're looking at Long Island, but, um, you know, it, it's, it all has to do with, with where we can go, where it financially makes sense. You sure. Know? And right now I drive 45 minutes to work every day. And so if that needs to be a little bit longer, that's okay. But, you know, living, living where we live, there's kind of a, a hard stop sign, uh, in Manhattan. So once you live beyond there, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go from Jersey to Long Island every single day, you know. Yeah, and then would you potentially, um, when you start a family, would one of you stay home for a while? I mean, I know that I'm putting the cart way before the horse here, but as we look at the financial realities of what you're dealing with, I assume if she wants to retire as a teacher too, she's working. If you want to retire, uh, then you're working. I assume daycare would be in the cards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got a lot. Of, um, you're in the heart you know, of all the fun stuffs coming up. Oh, gosh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the good news is you've made a tremendous number of really good financial decisions uh, as evidenced by the numbers you presented us. But And it's not to suggest you haven't been through the hard part, right? I'm sure what you've dealt with is really challenging. But what you are about to deal with in the next four to five years really is about as hard as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. How uplifting am I on the show here today? I'm, you know, just crushing people's <laughs> dreams. Uh, well, that's why, you know, that's why I called in. Yeah. So... So why have you been so aggressive investing? Like what, what caused you to do that? Something had to have happened in your young adult life that made you want to run at it so hard. What was that? I, I, um, I, I, I was blessed uh, by an aunt that I barely knew who gave me a little bit of a windfall. Um, and I decided that I needed to, you know, take that and pay off my student loans and I also paid off my brother's student loans and wow. then you know use that the rest of that money to to really you know invest in the stock market and at the time of course the stock market's doing fantastic and over the past few months I feel like an idiot but well hey everyone's an idiot in the last few months so now I've got to ask uh, an aunt you barely knew gave you a bunch of money but I assume your brother didn't really know her but she, he didn't get money yeah <laughs> well, I, to be honest, you know, obviously I didn't get the money until after she passed, and so I'm not, I can't pick her brain and find out why, but I think it has to do with the fact she was a teacher, and I'm a teacher, and so I think she uh, yeah. wanted to give it to me for, you know, continuing the good fight or whatever you want to call it. Well, you know, the only chance that I ever have of getting an inheritance, if it's from a relative I don't really know, because if they really knew me, they really wouldn't want to give me any money um all right so your financial life is is good i like it but i will tell you it as i mentioned it's gonna get pretty nasty these next couple years i think you have to uh if you try to get into housing before you have a family you have to understand how that's going to affect your ability to pay for daycare uh and then how your commute plays into this like it, it really is about to become a major chess game in the, in the next few years I, I would not make any changes to what you're doing right now based on what you've told me. However, I would say this. Um, I also would not back yourself into a corner by taking on a bunch of expenses right now because I think what you're going to need is flexibility. And that's why I would not buy a house anytime soon. Okay. That's that's one of our major questions. Is like, you know, should, should that monthly rent be going towards 
you know, something that I own or should it be, you know, just going towards that flexibility and the ability to. If you were in Des Moines, Iowa, yes, <laughs> but you're in Queens. So, um, I mean, you're one, one of the hottest real estate markets in, in the country and being in New York. So $1,600, you're basically stealing. Let's just hope your landlord doesn't listen to this show. You are stealing at $1,600. Um, and you maybe you see how long you can lock that in. If it's a, if it's a tolerable place to, to live that you like, I just who knows? Oh, we love it. It's, it's a beautiful apartment. And, you know, it's, it's a free bedroom. And so it's big enough that we could have we could have kids there, you know? You have a three-bedroom apartment in New York for sixteen hundred a month. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Gee, many Christmas. Unfortunately, oh, like twenty people listen to the podcast. So, <laughs> okay, maybe maybe more than that. Um, what else can I help you with? Not that I've helped you, but can can I address any other questions or concerns you might have? Um. So so if I were to do this, you know, retire early, both of well, both of us. Um, what are, are there any other ways that I could diversify where I'm investing in order to make that more? Because you know, uh, where I'm investing right now, you know, I can't pull from that until I'm 62. This 403b, sure. You know, the um, is there is there anywhere that I can I could you know take some of that money that I'm investing there? and move it to a different place so that I'm a little bit more flexible when it comes to that time. Well, you can't take that money until you're 59 and a half, not 62. But then right. the bigger issue would be, oh, yeah, I'd probably do Roth IRAs because you can always withdraw what you've put in. You can't take out the growth. But if you're making contributions over the next 26 years, um, then by all means, you'll have plenty of money in there that you can draw off of that you're not taking the, the interest and there's no penalty. So if you, if you haven't already, I'd start start funding some Roth IRAs. Okay, and I should throw uh, that money in on top of what I'm doing, or should I move some of those contributions? Uh, if you can do it on top of what you're doing, by all means, yes, do that. If you can't, then yeah, you're going to have to pull out from those contributions. But I think the limit now okay. is 5500 uh, per year per person, so that's 11000 for your household um, if, you're, if your fiancé is so inclined. So just under what just oh, $900 a month or something like that and not that not to be frivolous with $900 a month but that that would be the goal and that would give you a ton of flexibility yeah from 55 years old to 62 that creates a lot of flexibility there I love your situation a lot can change in 26 years but uh, this is the base of a very good financial plan I really like it good sweet man well uh, anything else so, so when, uh, I mean, obviously you can't predict the future, but how long do you think until we can buy a house? I would say do it by 40. I mean, no, that sounds crazy, uh, but I think you need to take some of the pressure off yourself. Maybe let the market swing a little bit. Um, I think as long as you do it by 40, very frankly, I think you're fine. Um, once it goes beyond that, then it starts to creep into it affecting your retirement and your kid's college and all those other things. Just get a good base, create flexibility through your thirties. And then by 40, I mean, you know, maybe the time between 35 and 40 is maybe you jump and buy the house, but I'd say for the next five or six years, just don't put the pressure on yourself to become a homeowner because that flexibility is going to allow you to create a good base. Okay. 
Sweet, man. Well, uh, congrats, pre-congrats on your wedding. I got you nothing. And uh, I, I wish you happiness. Thank you so much, Pete. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. That's it this week for the Pete the Planner show. Every time you hear Queens, you got to think of Coming to America. Nicole, have you seen Coming to America? Have you seen the movie Eddie Murphy? Yes, I have. You have? I have. Really? Yeah. This is the first reference from the 90s I've ever made that you, you've gotten. I know. I, I'm excited about it, but I also don't quite know how to feel about it. Do you love... That's right. You're getting older. Do you love the movie or are you okay with the movie? I'm kind of indifferent about the movie. Well, there, there we've just... We've just uh, <laughs> we've just missed each other alright cl- close your mic that's enough out of you alright that's it for this week's show uh, best of luck to Jerry and his fiance 1600 bucks in Queens 3 bedroom apartment he must live in Eddie Murphy's building Hakeem uh, Hakeem no one knows alright that's it for the show I'm, I'm done bye if you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast you heard me Log on. This is for information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings it's from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Fueled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?